Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio from the CEP Network. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button and give us that five-star rating. Maybe even leave a review to let others know what you think of the show. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about the variety that you get right here on the CEP Network. The CEP Network now has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. Just go to truenutrition.com, look at all their great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in CEPN in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. It's that easy. What are your goals? Are you looking to gain muscle? Are you looking to lose fat? Are you looking for an energy supplement? Heck, maybe you're looking for a place to make your own custom smoothie or oatmeal. Well, look no further than True Nutrition. They have everything you need with the best quality ingredients. There are a million supplement companies out there selling a million different supplements, and I know it's hard to choose. Marketing has a lot to do with the decision that most people make. A lot of people will go with the one with the cooler label without even looking at the ingredients. Well, the cool thing about True Nutrition is that they don't try to hide behind a label. They take the money from the appealing marketing and they put it into the supplements to bring you the best product possible. Again, C-E-P-N in the promo code box. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out on the social medias. You can reach us on the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast Network's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. And if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get your thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. Now, let's get into the episode. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of the show. I am Cole Brocado. Patrick Blair in Zoom land today. And this is what, two two weeks? We had another another two-week hiatus that neither one of us really expected. But I just decided to sleep for a week and a half. Just seemed like the right thing to do. <laughs> that sounds like it's a lie. Well, okay, I, did, I, I didn't really decide. You didn't decide to... <laughs> I don't think you decided to sleep necessarily. No, my body just told me that's what's going to happen. Because why? COVID is a motherfucker. That's why. Uh-oh. Yeah. I apparently like apparently, I, I apparently did not eat enough broccoli and did not do enough jogging. Now, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> Cuz when you told me you had COVID, I did send a couple of broccoli emojis to you. That I you hope did. You weren't offended. No. I can't get offended by you, anything that you say. Okay, good. Um, so it kicked your ass, huh? A little bit. It's, uh, that sucks. I didn't really know what... So I can't say that I didn't believe in it. Like I, like, I know it's out there, and I know people have died from it, and I know it's been like a... a I mean, it's, it's a pandemic for a reason, but I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I just didn't... It's like you don't really know until you you've felt it or you know what it does. And like I'm not saying that my part was like how it affected me is the same as or, or you know worse than anybody else. But I never get sick, and this literally put me in a bed for at least five days straight. Like muscle aches to where I could I could barely sleep at night, fatigue out like outrageous. Like I was. Um, I didn't really feel sick. I thought I was having like sinus drainage type stuff. So I went, but, um, I tried to sleep it off. And the next morning I got up and went to work and like my eyes were closing at work. Like that's how tired I was. And I had just slept, I had just slept like eight hours and then got up just like felt like I had like a runny nose, but I slept it off for a little while longer, went into work late. And when I got to work, I was there. I felt fine. And then like two hours later, I'm like closing my eyes. It was, it was. So it was you're telling bad. me that COVID is real. I think it's real. I still don't believe it. <laughs> I'm not buying it. It's a, it's a conspiracy. <laughs> well, stop your jogging, stop eating your broccoli and let's see if you get it and we'll no. see what happens. No, no, I'm not going to stop <laughs> those things because after all, it's about being healthy. It is about being healthy. And, and yet, still haven't heard anyone talking about it. Still, every day I wake up and I put on the news and I go, you know, eventually, one of these people, and by these people, I mean a politician, 
or a doctor or anyone who has spoken out about how you should wear a mask and you should socially distance and you should do this and you, and we got to shut our restaurants down and we got to, people need to be out of work. We need to shut this shit down. I'm expecting them to follow it up with, oh, but by the way, it's important for you to have a good immune system during this crisis because after all, that's what the virus does. It attacks your immune system. Right. Never, no, it never mentioned. And, and believe me, I'm kidding when I say it's not, it's not real. I believe it's real. Right. You're not the only person I know that has had it. Uh, you, I believe, have had it the worst out of anyone I know that has had it. Uh, based on what they told me their symptoms were and how they felt. But so I'm not saying I believe it's real. I'm, I'm, I'm joking, <laughs> when, but but here here's the issue that I have is we're going to shut the country down again. So already here in St. Louis County, they've no more indoor dining. Anything that's not essential is shut down. Um, and people are pissed. And I believe me, I understand why they're pissed. I understand why they want to shut shit down. But the problem is, is when you shut these things down and when you take away the livelihood and the fabric of what it is to be a free citizen in this country, it makes people depressed and it stresses them out. And right. do you know what attacks the immune system more than anything else? Stress. True. The ability to not live your life. That's what attacks the immune system most. Now, while it, clearly there is no answer, I think if anything, it's been proven that masks help. Yeah. Put on a fucking mask. Put it over your goddamn nose. Just because you have it over your mouth and your schnoz is exposed, you're not doing anyone any good. You're not doing yourself any favors and you're not doing anyone else any favors. Right. Right. When I see people that do that, like the people at the gym, I just want to go over and kneecap them. I go, hey. Got to wear the mask. They like, say you have to wear it. Isn't it just the ultimate? You're not wearing it. It's just the ultimate sign of I'm being made to wear this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's like I, I I'm, I'm wearing do I, it. I'm wearing this. I don't care. Like I I don't want to, but I'm wearing it because if my boss sees me, I can just do this and like cover my nose with it real quick. Yeah, but you know what I, so I thought about, I was joking with someone about that. I go, it's kind of like enforcing a dress code upon employees, right? And yeah. they go, you got business casual, you have, or no, you have to wear, you know, business professional, you have to wear coat and tie, right? And there's always that one asshole that pulls the tie about down to his tits. <laughs> so he looks casual enough to not be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just put the, like, wear the tie. <laughs> if they say you got to wear a tie, just wear the tie. You look like a slob. <laughs> and don't, don't get me wrong. I wear ties like that because I hate wearing ties. Mm-hmm. You know, at my fucking wedding, I wore a suit and I had the tie undone, but also it's my wedding. I wear what the fuck I want. Um, that's true. So yeah, that's what I kind of looked at it. It's like, just put on the mask. You're not, you're not doing anyone, you're not doing yourself any favors for sure. And right. also you're not doing every, you're, you're, it's just a disservice to everyone around you. Um, so I think if anything's been proven by other countries who have sort of recovered well from COVID is that masks actually do help. So with that said, do I support, you know, did you read about the, the businesses that filed a lawsuit against the city of St. Louis County about you know, closing down restaurants, uh-uh. you know, closing indoor dining. Uh-uh. It, it didn't get it didn't get passed by the the judge. Uh, I just read that this morning, but I saw people on Twitter, you know, shitting on these restaurants that were a part of that. You know, now is it irresponsible for them to want to stay open? No, I know why they want to stay open. It's their fucking livelihood. You know, <laughs> if I owned a restaurant, I would be fighting to stay open too. But I also would be doing everything within my power to keep myself, my employees, and my guests safe, right? If it was if it was possible, my, my, if it wasn't possible, I would listen to someone who knows what they're talking about. Dude, it's not it's not going to work. My question is if because masks masks still aren't mandated, right? Like you're not required to wear a mask anywhere. There there's places like I know I know businesses will put up a sign that says we strongly encourage you to wear a mask, but I don't think they can force you to wear one, right? Uh they can force you to leave if you don't wear one. Okay, right. Okay. 
That's well, what people don't well, understand. Well, the, the reason why I ask when, is because, when, because CDC has these guidelines. It's like at least six foot apart from, you know, that's what social distancing is considered. You have to be at least six foot apart from somebody else. And, you right. know, wear, wear a mask wherever you can, or especially if you're in public or something like that. So why, if that's what the CDC guidelines are, and if restaurants are abiding by that, why do they still get shut down? You know what I mean? Or, See, make, or, exactly or make new guidelines for restaurants. And make sure they that's follow exactly it. That's exactly my point. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. And that and that's what I was getting to. It's like the people on Twitter that are like, how could you support a business that doesn't care about their their visitors' health and, and you know they're breaking the rules? I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just because they want to stay open doesn't mean they were breaking the rules, you know? Right. That doesn't mean they were what does that mean? So I mean I support a business that wants to stay open and still makes you wear a mask inside and they follow all the guidelines that's been that have been given to them. So that 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 idea that everyone who supports a restaurant that wants to stay open is anti-mask. I've seen it all over Twitter. It, it's ridiculous. It's, have you have you? I seen, want these guys to stay open too. Have you seen? Uh, I, I I don't remember who it was on Facebook that was posting it, but they were posting pictures of restaurants in Chicago. Have you seen yeah. what they're doing? They're basically just putting no, no, a I, they're put, basically putting a tarp a tarp over each uh, table. So like if you if, if me and you are sitting at a table outside, it's basically a clear yeah. tarp that they are put, like putting over the top of us. Like we made a fort. Like we're four years old and we made a fort and we're just eating our pizza underneath it. Why would you even go eat? Like wh- why would you want to do that? <laughs> it's it's exactly what I just said. It's 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 the need to feel like you can do what you want and feel alive and spontaneously be a person in this society, man. It's crazy. Also, some places have really good fucking food and sometimes you crave <laughs> good food. <laughs> I mean, I don't okay. know. We, when we found out, we found, so when last Friday, when we found out that places were going to be basically outdoor dining only, I looked at the weather and I looked at my wife and I go, these places aren't, aren't going to be open. We knew of one specifically. So we went there for dinner that Friday night. Uh, and the owner came up to us as we're eating with a mask on, you know, he was six feet, you know, it, it didn't come up into our space, but uh, basically thanking us for coming in, you know, uh, and was like holding back tears, you know, and I go, I go, this is weird. Like, I don't want to, I shouldn't have to like feel obligated to feel bad for that guy. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's almost like I do. What I felt obligated to do is support his business and give him right. business before I felt like he was going to be shut down. Right. But for him to come up and thank us and for me to feel bad, I don't want to be forced to feel bad for this guy. I don't know him. He's a stranger. I don't even know if he was being sincere, you know? Right. But I did feel bad. You know what I mean? I get it. But I felt like I was feeling bad for the wrong reasons. Yeah. So I guess we should go ahead and address any noise that people may hear in the background. We do have a guest today because we are yeah. we are we are recording while Patrick is on daddy duty, which is um I don't know what the what's the word that I'm looking for. Is it impressive? Babysitting. Is it call is it is it a multitasking, something like that? I mean I am <laughs> I, I guess. I mean, <laughs> my son is behind me, yes. Yes. Can't see him for those that see video. Uh you might be able to hear him. However, he's drifting drifting into a sleep right now, so hopefully he stays that way. Well, that's good. So nice. Can, but also he needs to nap because the, the little shit doesn't sleep, and he keeps me up. I do it. I am tired. I've gone through two pots of coffee, and it's 10, 10 a.m., <laughs> um, and I've been up since 5, so. Dang. But either, either way. Um, so... What was I saying? Oh, so yeah, I just didn't, I felt like I was feeling bad for this guy, this owner of this restaurant, but uh, almost like, I don't know, it was almost like I was being forced to feel bad for him because they were being forced into this situation, you know? Um, But again, I don't have the answers. I'm not saying it's not a good idea. I'm not saying that people should break the rules. Uh it's just weird. So what? It's weird. When he came up to you, was it just to just be like, "Hi, how's everything going?" Or what was the reasoning for him coming up to you guys? 
he came up and said, Hey, thanks for coming in tonight. Okay. Uh, cause he was actually, he was, uh, walking heaters out to his patio. Okay. We were on the inside still cause the, the, you know, the, the mandate didn't, um, didn't happen until Tuesday, the 17th. So this was the Friday before, but he was walking a heater out to the patio. I mean, we went at like, you know, it was like five, 5 PM, you know, I had it's early, early dinner. There was no one there, you know, just the happy hour crowd. Um, so he just came up and was like, Hey, thanks for stopping in. We're going to, but then he told us, you know, Hey, we're going to be doing, I probably shouldn't say, well, I won't say the name of the place, but he was like, Hey, we're going to be doing, uh, you know, carry out and curbside, but also if you want to come in and grab a drink while you wait for curbside, we're going to be doing that. So now that's why I have to be, I can't say who it is. Cause I think that's, I think they found a loophole or they, they might be breaking the rules, <laughs> which I don't support. Yeah. But we were like, Oh, how's that going to work? He's like, Oh no, it's everything. We're, we're still going to be doing the normal. We're following the guidelines, but I guess the, I guess it is a loophole that he kind of explained. I didn't really quite understand, but, um, so, so what's your, what's your thoughts on like being able to go into, so you go into a restaurant with your mask on just in case you pass anybody and then you go and sit down and you take your mask off while you're at your table to eat. Now I, I'm sure right. like when it comes to, you know, CDC guidelines and the six foot apart rule, more than likely restaurants are keeping you at least six feet apart unless you're in the, you know, with besides the party that you're with. Right. Right. So what do you, I mean, what do you think about that? Do you think that that's okay? Or do you think it's, it's weird. It's weird to have to put your, to have to put a mask on, walk to a table, then take it off, then put it back on to walk back out of the, out of the restaurant. It's weird, but how badly do you want to eat pizza? Like you said, I, you know, like if it, if it, look, it is weird. You're right. It's goofy, but I've done it. Several yeah. times. Yeah. You know, uh, typically if we've gone out to eat, we've tried to be outside, but that's, that has all changed. It is 40 degrees and rainy today. So right. I feel bad for those places. They're not going to be able. So then Sunday, so the Sunday after we went to that restaurant, uh, I went to uh, a brewery that I can walk to. Okay. Okay. Put my son in the stroller. It was football Sunday. It's like, let's go watch some football. It's a big place. It's really easy to stay away from people. And I've been there, you know, everyone's wearing a mask. uh, If they're not at their table and all they do is serve beer. There's no food. So they, I walked up to the bar and ordered a beer and, you know, the bartender, I, I guess she's a manager too. was, you know, thanking me for coming in said, Oh yeah, we thought we'd come up and, me and my son, who's who's asleep in the stroller. I, I I I thought we'd walk up and have a few beers before he gets shut down. I go, how's that going to work for you? She's like, oh, we're going to do curbside, and I go, curbside beer. Hmm. I felt so bad. How you know who's going to do that? You know, right? I guess if you like a specific craft brew enough, you'll go do that, right? right. But I was like, God, that sucks. Well, I was like, well, I'm walking, so I'm going to have as many beers as I can while my football <laughs> game is on. So. You know, and then I, you know, take care of the bartender, tip her well. Like, what are they going to do? They can't bartend. So there goes their, there goes their ability to earn an income. And no, I don't feel, I don't, uh, for those people that are like, oh, boo-hoo, get a, get a better job. I've, I've seen people say that too. Don't be a server. Don't be a bartender. Get a job. Hey, asshole. That's their livelihood. That's how right. they earn an income. Some of those people have kids. Right. Who are you to say get a different job? Maybe they like to do that. Right. You know? Um, yeah, I do. It's just so bizarre to go back and forth with all of this stuff. And and you've I think I've said it before, but it just feels like such a politicized thing now, where it's just another thing for sides to fight over, you know? Yeah. For sure. And one that's, side is anti-mask, the other side is pro-mask. And, yeah, and that's why uh, from the beginning, like I said, I, it's not that I didn't believe that it was a thing or that it was important or that it was, you know, taking people out, but it just, until you've been through it, I guess, you don't really know 
what it really is. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not saying that my symptoms were that extremely bad. I just know that I've, I don't ever get sick. And for something to put me on my ass for five days straight is a big feat. And I'm on the healthier side. I'm somebody who does take care of my immune system. I'm somebody who does, you know, exercise and things like that regularly. So it's, it, I don't know. It was just, it was really weird and makes me definitely know that I'm not going anywhere without a mask on. Yeah, 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 for sure. Well, were you before? I mean, yes, but there, I mean, there may have been, what? Where were, well, I, we have to preface this with you do live in the woods. So where were you going <laughs> the, without a mask on? Well, like at work, we're not, man, we're, it's not mandatory. That's, but, so that was, that's what I was going to ask. So, cause I remember you saying to me when I first learned that you had COVID is it's possible that you got it at work because you're not forced to wear a mask. Right. Right. But rough, man. Yeah. I mean, and I, and I'm kind of okay with it though. It based off of what the guidelines are and based off of like where I work actually does a really good job about enforcing that. Like it's, it's literally like comes down from the higher ups that if someone is caught with like within six feet of somebody and if it's more than once, like people still aren't a hundred percent with this yet. Like, and it's just like a mindset thing. You're used to being able to walk up to somebody and talk to them. Sure. But now sure. it's, it's literally coming down from the higher up saying, if you're a supervisor and you see people that are t- closer than six feet apart and they, you like multiple times, send them home with no pay. That's, that's how they're enforcing it. Uh, yeah, man, uh, that's what they got to do. Right. Well, look at it this way. So, like, think of how dangerous it is for someone to contract COVID and then work a job where they're operating heavy machinery. Right. And like you said, within two hours of being there, their eyes are heavy and they're falling asleep because they the the virus literally hit them that quickly and that hard. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a scary thing to think about. Right. You know, uh, I joked on the last podcast where I said, oh, I think I've had COVID three times. But believe me, those three times I experienced exactly what you were talking about, the body aches that kept me up at night, but it only lasted for that one day, you know, but those were my symptoms. Now, again, it could have been something completely different. Um, And I was half joking when I said, I think I've had it three times, but I also was like, I don't know what the fuck this is, you know, Uh, I'm fortunate enough to where if I get COVID, I'm working from home anyway. I'm just going to sit on the couch and when I'm calling in, I'm basically going, Hey, I'm not going to be in my office in my own house right now. You know? Yeah. Um, so I, you know, it's not as scary for me, but for some people that's, that's a scary thing to think about. Um, but also I, I'm still a bit confused by the six feet and the, okay, here's the thing that really, really really blows my mind what is with the shields that people are wearing not masks the shields right that is exposed <laughs> right to air underneath chin right so what this person is telling me is that those little droplets will go Mm, there's a shield. I'm just going to go ahead and stop. <laughs> and they're not going to go, oh, there's a shield. And oh, by the way, I'm going to go up and under into that person's fucking nasal right. cavity or mouth. Right. Has the CDC come out and said, yes, that is that is actually like wearing a mask? I don't know. I don't know how it could be. It's goofy. Man, we are living in the twilight zone. I mean, it's also like if you go to a store and they have the plexiglass up, most it's doing people that I'm seeing that I'm seeing for one aren't really paying attention to that, and two, it's like it's they're they're still using their hands to grab everything that they're scanning for you and then putting it back in there. And who's to say they didn't just sneeze in their hand? Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> touch all your stuff. 
but it, but it's okay because that that plexiglass barrier is there. <laughs> the, gro the grocery store by my house. Every time I buy booze, you know, they ask for my ID, and so there's a slot that you slide your ID. You know, I go that hole is not stopping COVID. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what? What are we like? What are we doing? Uh, so the. I understand keeping, like I've said before, I don't like people being in my space anyway when there's not a, a virus right. going around. So, um, none of it makes sense. But I don't think you are a sheep if you follow the rules or follow the mandates or follow the guidelines that are presented to you. I've seen that too, which is just, ugh, just come on, man. I mean. I mean, it's more about respect for other people versus yeah. versus getting it yeah. getting it yourself, and and that's the bad thing. And something that I've talked about with several people is that you know people say I, I've heard people who have gotten sick from COVID say I don't know how I got sick. I always wear my mask, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, listen, yeah. The, your mask is only saving other people from you. If you have it, whether you know it or not, whether you're asymptomatic or not, you're wearing a mask to save those droplets from getting to other people, not from getting that from not from getting those droplets from other people. So if you're wearing right. a mask, you're saving other people from you, not saving you from other people. And if you're around people who aren't wearing a mask, they may have it, be asymptomatic with no symptoms, and they sneeze on you, and now you may be on your deathbed. Because it may affect you a lot worse than it does other people. And that's what's so weird about this whole thing to me. And so crazy. Well, yeah, and there's conflicting there is conflicting education on the matter too, because the whole idea that like, well, the mask is protecting people from you, but it's not protecting you from them. Yeah. I've seen doctors come out and say, No, that's that's wrong. It's protecting everyone. You know? Um hmm. and then some are like, well, I mean, that I, doctor doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, he I mean he's talking about. I, I, but before I, I, you but, but before I forget, before I forget, I'm sorry. Okay. So like you just said, it, you don't understand any of this. Here's the thing that I don't understand. When you go into a place and they take your temperature, what is that for? If you're asymptomatic, what good is taking the temperature? I you guess, know? I guess it's just to catch the people that aren't asymptomatic just to, to, to try just another measure. I don't know. I don't know, man. That's weird to me. I get it. Take my temperature. I'm not going to tell you you can't. It's just weird. But <laughs> but but the other side of that is that I had COVID and I never got a fever. You did you did not have a fever. No. At all. Like the entire time. My wife actually went out and bought a thermometer on purpose just so I could keep an eye on my temperature and I tested several times every day and I never um I think the highest I had was the day that I actually went and got tested and it was like 99 point something. And apparently like a hundred from what I, the little bit of research that I did, a hundred point four is considered a high fever on if you have COVID. Huh? So I don't know. It, mm. It's weird. But like I said, I don't normally get sick and it, it it's like, I didn't get a lot of the symptoms that a lot of people say they get like the headaches which i don't really ever get headaches anyways but i didn't get the headaches i didn't get the fever uh i did get a slight bit of the loss of taste and smell but i don't know if that's from being on being on medicine every four hours for five days six days straight or if that was from yeah. covid i'm not sure but i was also so mainly you, just drinking like powerade zero <laughs> yeah fruit punch uh no the wait no not power gatorade zero sorry like mm. glacier there's like a white cherry which is really good like forest berry like you <laughs> like all those odd flavors um you, you know what? what what kind of medicine <laughs> but before we get into that it, it just reminded me of like you played basketball as a, like did you play on a team like a, ba a basketball team as a kid Oh, yeah. You did? Like Gatorade oh, for, yeah. and Powerade was like, mainly Gatorade for me was like everything when it came to basketball. It's like you had to go grab an Arctic tropical 
Barry something <laughs> before you went to basketball practice or something, right? It was like everything. Ask me my favorite flavor of Gatorade or Powerade. What's your favorite flavor of Gatorade or Powerade? Red. Red. <laughs> red. There's one flavor. Red. Okay. But, but, the, but um, the bad thing is, is now there's so many reds. Like what shade of red? No, 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 no. Red. <laughs> Everyone knows what red is. It's fruit fucking punch and there's no other flavor. It's... If you throw a mango in there, I'm going to throw it in your face. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's there's there's one ingredient, red. That's it. And then it's called fruit punch. Um, do you like grape? No, I like purple. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, I want that purple stuff. Um, that it's part- funny you asked about basketball. Do you remember all sport? I always ask people this and no one knows what I'm talking about. All do you sport. remember the sports drink called all sport? I don't think so. No. Was it like a knockoff so it was or a like a competition? It was a it was a carbonated Gatorade essentially, and it came in a can. And the fruit punch was the shit. I I want someone to bring it back. Carbonated sounds terrible for no 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 playing sports. Yeah, that's true, but <laughs> it was delicious. <laughs> I always had one after I was done because I remember too, the one gym, the one, the one gym we played at this, this one, it was one of the more hood gyms I played at the concession stand always had fruit punch, all sport. I remember 50 cents. I would get a fruit punch, all sport. And I would get like a, uh, like a Snickers or, you know, I don't know, it's fucking terrible things that are terrible for you, but, of course. um, God, I miss all sport. No one knows what I'm talking about when I bring that up too. No one remembers it. I guess I was the only one that drank it. That's probably why it's not still around. Um, have you, I guess it was like a nostalgia thing for me, but it, have you had surge? Unfortunately. Unfortunately, like recently. I, no, 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 no. When I was a kid, I hated, I hate anything that tastes like that. I don't like, uh, I don't like Mountain Dew. I don't, I don't like. Like really what, in your face flavors or what? Yeah, no, no, God. Like, I just thought about Mountain Dew, and I like my stomach hurts. Like, I'm not, I'm not. That's not like, I'm taking, I'm taking the how unhealthy it is aspect out of it. I'm just I talking get. about the 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 taste and the flavor itself. Is Surge considered a citrus or like lemon lime flavored? I don't know. Maybe. I put I put Am it I, I put I put it in a a, uh, a category that's like somewhere between. The original monster and Mountain Dew. That makes sense. So, are you asking me because you've recently had a surge? Uh, when I I actually I had one when it first came back out. That was a yes. But that but I, I only had out? one like I don't know a year or two ago. They brought it back. Oh, okay. I, I'm curious on how it's selling. <laughs> I mean, because I, I there are those. Now, I, I could be completely wrong, but it seems like Surge was like the original energy drink, kind of like it was before like monster, like the original monster hit the scene. I think. Yeah, well, I don't know if it was considered an energy drink, though. I just think it was considered a highly. I bet. I bet. I bet parents and sugary thing <laughs> that you weren't supposed to be having. I bet parents but would there disagree was to you. And nitro cola. Do you remember that shit? Did you ever drink those? I've heard of it, but I've never actually drank it. Yeah, those were. That was bad news. Yeah. Um, now I just look that, at that. The, could be why. Now I huh? just look at those things, and I'm like, so. so I think everybody's got one of those people in their life that like Mountain Dew is their life and that's all they drink. And like I used to work with a guy that that's literally from the second he got up in the morning till he went to bed. That's what he drank. That and that's what I'm saying. Like that's but what I that's what I look at. I don't at. like the taste of Mountain Dew either. Like it, it's just gross. I I I've just I just don't like flavors like that though. And it's not red, so. Well, I do like Livewire though. Have you had Livewire Mountain Dew? The no orange. Idea what the hell that is? It's the orange flavored no. Mountain Dew. It's pre- it's pretty legit. Okay. 
But regardless, what I was gonna, what I was gonna <laughs> say is like I, I see somebody who who drinks Mountain Dew all the time, like a twenty ounce bottle, and I'm like, there is seventy six grams of sugar in that bottle that you're drinking right now. And you see people like walk around carrying a two like a two liter bottle, just drinking it. Like people that work night shift and stuff like that. I'm like, you are gonna die Those big from diabetes. Yeah, you're gonna die from diabetes. <laughs> One of those, yeah. one of those old like big seven, maybe not old. I guess they probably still have them, those big seven up, uh, cups that are like massive, like the size of my head. It's like a keg. Yeah, like, people are walking around with <laughs> kegs of soda. Yeah, that's crazy. Like little quarter kegs. That's so crazy. Yeah, no, it's it's disgusting. Um, I want to I want ice cold Coca Cola out of a can now. Oh, here now, we now go. We here we talk. go again. Nothing better. There's nothing better. Anyone that <laughs> denies that is a psycho. Um, well, I'm glad you feel better. I'm glad you're better. I'm glad you beat it. Did anyone else in your home get it? No. My wife quarantined because she's required to because, of course, she was in contact with me. Uh, but we quarantined to different rooms. Yeah. And my parents are actually staying with me right now also until the whole transition happens with our move and everything. And then they're moving in to their place. Uh, but they kind of stay quarantined to a bedroom also. So, I mean, luckily, e- luckily either nobody else got it or yeah, everybody else in the house is asymptomatic. Which, if that's the case, and they do have it, that really sucks for me. If they give it back to me after <laughs> after my antibodies are gone or whatever, and they don't they don't get anything from it, but I do. So I'm hoping. Yeah. But I've I've heard conflicting things. Apparently, it's anywhere from three months to six months. You have antibodies in your system from having it that keeps you from ha- getting it again. Uh-huh. I haven't done enough research on that to know for sure, but that's what I've been told. I've done the research too, and I've read so many things on it. And like I said, I've seen so many conflicting ideas and pieces of literature on it anyway. For me, I just come from a different, I, I just have to deal with it under different circumstances because of what my wife does. Right. You know, every day she goes to work, she's the possibility of getting it is there regardless of how careful she is. She treated a COVID patient last week, you know, does she have to get tested regularly or anything? No. No. Wow. No. Well, the the only reason I ask is not, not that she's had it or anything, but I'm just curious if she is asymptomatic, she could still have it and not know. And this isn't just her. This is anybody in that field. I mean, if you are, in contact with anybody whether they're healthy or not especially if they're not healthy which of course that's the most of the people they probably deal with if they're asymptomatic and they're around them but don't know that they they have covid originally i would think they'd be getting tested constantly yeah i again i read different things about that too um back when people were saying there weren't enough tests and they weren't readily available and this and that i think hospitals and I don't know this. This is just me saying this. So I think hospitals just said, screw it. I, th- I think they gave up. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. She's tried to explain it to me too. And I'm not even sure that she has been given a good explanation. Wow. You know, there was a time where they didn't have masks when this, when this started. Right. Because they weren't there. There just weren't enough masks. Right. You know, she was walking into a room with someone who potentially had COVID and she didn't have a mask on. It's crazy. Um, I, yeah, it is. It, it is crazy. So my, I have to deal with this in a different way, you know. Right. Um, now, have you had to get the swab yet at all? I don't think you no, have, have I, you? Because you haven't gotten tested. No, I didn't get tested. So remember when I went to that wedding? And right. I said that you know someone in the wedding party with me tested positive. I was like, well. Maybe I'll go get tested, but then the bride and groom got a rapid test and they texted me the next morning or when I was going to go, they're like, we're negative. I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm not going <laughs> to do it. <laughs> so maybe I should have, but I could have been patient zero at that wedding. You never know. That's so true. Yeah. I, 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 I was, dude, I, I'm just going to try to be as safe as possible. 
um, I, I was just, know, I was just curious. With the holidays coming up. Right. Yeah. I, I was just curious if you had gotten the swab, just if you had felt what it's like or not yet. The well, one, I've had that before. I've had that swab before, not for COVID though. I'd say the one that I got wasn't like terrible. It felt like basically you jumped in to a pool of water and water shoved up, went up your nose. Like that's what, that's what it, yeah, it the, felt like. Yeah. The COVID one's not that bad. I've had a camera shoved up my nose and into my throat that so sounds, that they could look at my vocal cords. That sounds horrific. That was, that was, it's not fun. It was not, it was not fun at all. And I would when, ask when they do it. What? I was going to say, I would ask them to put me out before they did that. <laughs> oh God. No, 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 no. Uh, but when they do it, so they, they shove it up there and you, I mean, once it's where it, the placement, once the camera is placed where it needs to be, they ask you to hit a note essentially. So your, your vocal cords actually move. Right. And I just remember them asking me to do it. And I like, you know, I was just, it basically sounded like I was choking and they go, can you give me, can they, can you give us anything else or any, any more? And I'm like, take the camera out of my throat and I'll give you all the notes you want. <laughs> there is a piece of technology down my throat right now, up my nose and down my throat. And then they, the, the, the evidence of what I was experiencing with my symptoms was inconclusive. So I had to go back. And then this time they actually did camera through the mouth down into the throat, which honestly isn't that bad at all, which is probably what I should have done in the first place. But was this more recently or was this a long time ago? Now, this was actually like uh, a year ago, but okay. it was the second time that I had had that had that done. OK, um, the reason why I asked, I remember when they told me what they were going to do. I knew what to expect, but I was like, God damn, we got to do that way. I thought you were just going to look <laughs> into my throat. Um, so, yeah, not 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 fun. I remember uh, much I re- worse than the COVID test. I remember you telling me at one point, which was about a year ago, that you had to have your throat checked out because you had something going on. And that's why I was curious if it was. That was what you were talking about, or if it was a lot longer ago than that. No, it was that. Yeah, I was worried that I had a gotcha nodules on my vocal cords. I've heard. I didn't. I, I've heard like conflicting uh, ways of people getting the COVID test done. Like I heard of one person who did the drive-through thing, and they had them do it them like they handed it to them in their car, and they shoved it up there. They they kind of guided them from inside, telling them what to do. I'm like tell. Tell me that if you're doing this yourself, that you're going to stick it up there far enough. And it also seems extremely dangerous. Like you could stick it up there way too far. Yeah. What back alley trailer park know. hospital did this happen? At? I don't know. I'm not sure where they went, but I know that's, it was a drive. It was a drive through. And I'm like, Jesus, that's a terrible idea. That sounds horrific. Were they giving flu shots too? here? Give yourself a flu shot. Like, <laughs> That sounds terrible. <laughs> if I, but seriously, if I if I went to a drive thru and they handed it to me and said, "Here, stick this up your nose," I'd be like, "I'm going to go somewhere else. You can have this back." Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sticking this up my own nose. And nuts. then I wouldn't even trust. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't trust the results that I got. Because if I got I, a, if I got a negative I, test, I, I would be like, "Well, I probably didn't stick it up my nose far enough." <laughs> you don't know where this was happening at. No, I, it's in the St. Louis area somewhere. We should expose this place. Tell people, <laughs> do not go do this. But That's I, horrific. Like I said, I've heard horror stories, but I've heard other people. Like my my situation was not bad. It was the girl. I mean, she, she put it up my nose, but she told me what she was going to do ahead of time. She's like, "Hey, she's like, it's not it's not terrible, but it does it's not great." She's like, "I'm going to stick it up your nose. I'm going to hold it there for ten seconds, and then I'm going to turn it and spin it around for a few seconds." And that right, that right, was right. it. That was it. It wasn't that. I mean, I had like one single drop of water come out of my eye. And that was about it. You pussy. I know, right? I was just <laughs> crying everywhere. <laughs> ah, dude, that, that's anything up your nose is terrible. That's immediate tears yeah. when anything nose related. You know, have you ever had your nose broken or been hit in the nose? Uh huh. Thankfully. Oof. Yeah. Um, have you had your nose broken? Well, no, I've not had my nose broken, but I, uh, I've been hit in the nose. Luckily, nothing, nothing was broken. So I have a scar intentionally hit like a fight or not. 
funny, funny you ask. Funny you ask. So I have a scar right here. So like people always ask me, like, are you sunburnt? Like, did you did were you out in the sun? Because my nose is I have scar tissue on the ridge of my nose here. Gotcha. Toward the top of it. It's always red. And I go, no, that's just my stupid, dumb, big nose. Um, but I actually was I was performing and I was on stage and I was headbanging and I banged my nose into a cymbal and oh my blasted God. my nose open. Yeah. Instant tears, instant blood. Did you um, did you stop or did you keep I have going? A, I don't know. I kept going. It was I thought it was badass. I thought it was punk rock. Oh my god. You know? <laughs> you're like yeah, was, you're like the guy that's in the uh the mosh pit that gets his nose broken or something, but just keeps on going with blood just flying everywhere because it's badass and because the song hasn't ended yet. <laughs> oh yeah, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Um but also I had had several beverages before we played. That do, that does help. This is when I that yeah. that that and I assume like the adrenaline of being on stage helps with that too. Like any any time I think it's about a nose being broken or getting a hit in the nose or something like that, I think about like MMA, and you've seen some nasty yeah. nasty broken noses in MMA, mm-hmm. but you know they feel it, of course, and we've seen people stop because of it. But there's a lot of people that make it several more rounds with a smash nose because adrenaline has just kind of taken over and you know, yeah. it, it's gotten rid of a lot of the pain. And the next day has to be horrific, but yeah, I would imagine it's one of the harder breaks of the face to fight through though, because of the breathing. And mm-hmm. um, one that comes to mind is Rory McDonald and that, Robbie Lawler. That's the one. The more recent one is yeah. when, uh, Dominic Reyes, when uh, Jan broke his nose in that second round before he knocked him out, oh, like instantly his nose was just like, and you could just see it, and you're like, oh no. Um, What's what's the what's the other big one? Was it was it Mike Perry? Mike Perry was that has had his like smash down to his eyes. (laughs) It was bad. Yeah, he looked like he was like uh, made of clay. Yeah, his nose turned into a question mark. It was. Gross. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Have you uh have you caught up on your boy Rogan yet? No, I have not. But you you, you see did, you, you see uh Dave Chappelle made an appearance. On Rogan's podcast? Yeah. Really? No, I didn't. Yeah. Did you listen to it? It was for like I listened so he had Donnell Rawlings on to okay. start and then Dave Chappelle showed up and I think he was total probably 40 minutes maybe oh wow um, on um i did watch it because you know that's a guest that many people have been asking for for and years they're obviously friends yeah um it was interesting uh, they talked they kind of were just bullshitting to start and then he started asking joe about the vaccine and covid and it got it went but you know Dave Chappelle had really interesting takes on COVID and this whole thing. So I would recommend if you have not heard that, go out and listen to it. But I, I'm also a Dave Chappelle fan. And right. not that I take what he says as gospel, but I, I like to hear his opinions on things. So, and, um, go ahead. Speaking of comedians while we're on it, are you a Kevin Hart fan? God, I, I, how did you know that, that that's where I was going next? Are we going to talk about a special? Yeah, well, kind of, but uh, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Okay. I'm not. I'm not. I have nothing bad to say about him. I'm just not a fan of his stand-up comedy. Okay. Um, also, he made one of the most racist movies in the history of film. He he, and Will Ferrell are to blame for that. Um. So he's just done some cringe things for me that I just can't get past. Okay. Do you know what movie I'm talking about? Was that the prison movie? Yes. It's how did they get away with that? <laughs> when did that movie come out? 20, 2018, 2017? Pro, yeah. So it was everything was woke. How did they get away with that? It's because it was Kevin Hart yeah. and Will Ferrell. That's true. Yeah. No one else gets away with that shit. Uh so what did you watch his his new special? I did. I saw that there was a new special, but I didn't even stop and I because again I I don't I'm not a fan of his. I did. It was, it was, uh, the reason why I was asking is because it was a neat setup because he did it in his home, whether it was actually his home or he rented a, a home to do it in. I don't know, 
but he he it was just like people sitting in couches like in a guest like in a room in his house he just had like a fireplace well, cool. a fireplace cool. behind him and stuff and set up so it was like a really intimate setting type of deal which is kind of neat i mean it was it's worth watching I, I there wasn't many parts where i was like you know laughing out loud but it, it was it, it was kevin hart's comedy but he talks about covid a lot and stuff of course and it sure. so yeah it was it was yeah it, it's worth a watch so, yeah I, I i probably won't but well, i okay. so it but it made me think about when Chappelle came back and he had that joke about how his son wanted to go see Kevin Hart and like wanted to meet him. He's like, Hey dad, can you, can you, can we go meet him? And he's like, I don't know that dude, you know, like it's, <laughs> but um, it got me thinking about, I remember a different Kevin Hart though, when his audience was different and everything. Yeah. But I don't remember him necessarily from stand up. I remember him being on stand up related shows like, uh, um, tough crowd with Colin Quinn and Kevin Hart was not to say that he was a different comedian. I just felt like his audience was different. And I remember seeing one stand-up special that was on like comedy central or something. Everyone in the audience was, it was almost like he was performing for Dane Cook's crowd. It was bizarre <laughs> to think about that. And then think about his audience now, which I think he's kind of universal now. Like, I don't think he has one group of people that watch him and, that like him but i mean he's doing stadiums so he's got to be pretty universal <laughs> yeah i mean jesus um yeah god but it got me thinking about that and i just thought wow how weird is it that not only well because i consider dave Chappelle to be the goat when it comes to stand-up comedy but how weird is it that when he came back he had to talk about kevin hart because it was funny you know he was making a joke but it was almost like he couldn't not talk about him because Kevin Hart was so big. You know what I mean? Like it, it was such an easy thing to get people to sort of relate to. Yeah. Because Kevin Hart was such a household name at that point. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just found it funny. I mean, people it, are surprised it, when I say I don't like Kevin Hart, which I think find odd. I mean, I think he's a, he's universal, but he's still got a, I don't know. He still attracts like certain, a certain crowd, I guess. I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But what, what would you consider that crowd? I I don't know. Just like a certain like a certain type. He's got a certain type of comedy that. So it's like that the uh, the crowd that is attracted to that kind of comedy. I'm not talking like race or anything like that. I'm talking just the comedy itself. Like it, it's oh, it's 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 a different. I don't know. I don't really know how to. I haven't seen I haven't seen his stand up in so long. I don't even know. I'd remember what it was in two thousand, you know, eight or whenever I saw that special was. I don't know what it's like now. Well, so the, the, I, could, the, the, I wouldn't even know. The big thing that drives me nuts, and it's all stand up specials, anyways, is I'm I'm ridiculous, and I I'm somebody who watches a lot of stuff that's going on. Like I'm not just completely zoned in on the stand-up comedian i'm also like watching the crowd and stuff like that and the crap that drives me nuts is that you know that when they put a stand-up special together that each comedian does you know maybe maybe three or four different sets for three or four different crowds and then they, oh, yeah, and then they yeah, tie yeah. all those together it was really easy to see in this special for kevin hart because it was very intimate setting in his house so like any time right. that the camera panned away from him, you could see that that was a different person sitting on that couch and it was driving me nuts. <laughs> right. Yeah, that would be, that's, that's a little bit weird, but I also, that kind of makes it, it makes it a little bit interesting. I, cause I, I pick up on that. Too. I think most people do, maybe they don't, but I pick up on that too. So it's interesting to see, cause I remember one of, uh, one of Dave Chappelle's big standup specials, the different crowds that he had. Yeah. Um, vastly different i remember the one crowd there were like four or five like old white people in the audience and he had to address it <laughs> but the routine the the stand-up routine stays the same you know yeah so yeah it got me thinking too because you i remember you were surprised when i said that bernie max one of my favorite stand-up comedians he's in my top five 
So it got me thinking about my top five. Okay. Because everybody, when they saw Chappelle, well, not only they saw Chappelle was on Saturday Night Live and then was on Rogan. So I saw the whole, everyone on Twitter is like, he's the goat and who's the goat and this and that. But it's got me thinking about my my top five. And I guess, I don't know. Would you be able to name your top five stand-up comedians right now? That's tough. I, I don't know if See, I, but I, have I don't to know do... if I can have a top five. And and some of it is more like personal kinda because I have more of an attachment to stand up comedians that I've actually seen live versus Right. You know, like even if it's somebody that I really like their stand up, I might like somebody else a little more because I've seen them live and seen like the extras that they may throw into a live show versus what you actually see on TV or anything like that. Yeah. It's weird because so like I can name five for sure. So Chappelle, Bernie Mac, David Tell, Greg Giraldo, and Oh, that's a good one. I would probably I would probably say just because I've seen him so many times and I genuinely think he's funny, Jim Jeffries. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. But then there there's just there's like a level of people that I like I I love Patrice O'Neill. I like Bill Burr. Uh, um who am I thinking of? Hedberg. Mitch Hedberg but then, you know, is, like is the probably guys. in my top five for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's close for me. Uh, but then there are like all the older guys that I never got to see, but I still like, I've seen video. Like I love George Carlin's. Right. Amazing. You know, Richard Pryor was good. All these guys, but I didn't get to see them. So these are all people that I've seen. You know what I mean? Right. So I guess I kind of equated to that too. Like I have to have at some point seen them. Um, I don't know. Who's the other one I was thinking of that? I think he's always off everybody's radar. Uh, 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 um, damn it, damn it. Oh, Damon Wayans. Like hmm. if you go back and watch some old Damon Wayans, he was really funny, man. But that's just me. I don't know. What about some of the newer uh, comedians like Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura, and which I can't really say newer anymore because they've been around for years. But yeah. Like you mentioned Dane Cook, um, Dane Cook earlier. Were you ever a Dane Cook fan? Not, I mean, I, I think when he was on his rise, I remember. Okay, no, no. So, yeah, well, uh, kind of. I'll say kind of. But I remember he did a tour with David Tell, Greg Giraldo, and it was on Comedy Central, the Insomniac tour, maybe. Uh, Sean Rouse was the other guy who's funny. Um but I, he did that tour and he went on, he went on last. So I guess like he was the headliner because he was blown up. He was funny. I mean, he, he oh, and I'm forgetting Louis C.K. too. Oh, uh, yeah, I was going to mention that. He, um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, I get why people don't like him. The people that shit on him. Well, I don't get it because what, what, who cares? But I understand what people were. I understand <laughs> maybe i don't understand because i guess it's the same thing as like me like saying like there's no such thing as bad music but i, I don't know he appealed to a certain group and you know was he the first was like he the first group. real stadium comedian mm, no i mean andrew dice clay played fucking stadium uh, yeah that's back true. when he was um but i mean for my generation of like people my age like we didn't have anyone that was like staying up comedians that were playing stadiums that I can remember. Right. You know? Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, I don't remember what I was, I don't remember how I got there. Dave Chappelle. Oh, Oh, on Rogan's podcast. before we, before we get out of here. Okay. I talked to you. I said something about the ads during the UFC pay-per-view last night right. about Rogan's yeah. podcast. Let me just end on this. Fuck Spotify. That's all I got to say. Well, you have to give a reasoning why. And it, it's, no, I don't. It, it's, I've already it, given it's, plenty it's, of reasons to hate Spotify. It's, it's kind of gross. It's kind of gross, though. I don't. I don't when, when you told it me gross. when you told me I did not like it at all. No, there were ads. So they did live reads for Joe Rogan's podcast on Spotify. John Anik, his coworker who's sitting six feet away from him, did live reads for his podcast. 
during the know, UFC pay per view. During the UFC pay per view, dude. And then every time they showed like the UFC 255 logo, there was a logo for Joe Rogan's logo and a Spotify logo. Why? Why? Why would they do? Why would Rogan? Unless I wonder if that's just a Spotify thing, but why would Rogan want that? He's always he's always he tried to toe the line he between. He's always tried to toe the line between the two. He's always tried to keep them just separate enough. The podcast and the UFC is is two different parts of his life. Yeah, not and, anymore. And not man, uh, I don't know. He I don't like it. Given, he's given a corporate entity control of his his content. Man, sucks. I mean, we 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 say and we badmouth, but if that kind of money was in front of our face, oh yeah, Are you kidding. <laughs> Doesn't mean we can't hate it. <laughs> hey, Spotify, let's talk. No, I don't like Spotify. I get it. Never will. I just gave one of my good buddies who lives in Florida trouble yesterday because he sent me sent me a link to some uh, jazz album that Mac Miller did that I had no idea existed. He sent me the Spotify link. <laughs> I was pissed. Are you sure he wasn't doing it on I purpose just to with- piss you off? <laughs> No, no, he has, he has no idea that I, how I feel about it. He might. I mean, okay. but I said, you realize that I can't click on that. Send me something or no, I'm just going to have to look it up. I go, I can't click on that. He goes, what? I go, I'm not clicking on that. I go, so just tell me what that is. And he goes, why won't you click on it? Spotify. I'm not, I'm not clicking on a Spotify link. He goes, oh, it's Mac Miller. I go, okay, I'll go look it up. But I'm not clicking on that link. So what about a you like what if it was a YouTube video or you go with somebody sending you a YouTube video of like a uh Okay, there's yeah. a di- there, there, there's a difference here. Okay. So there's a difference between a music video and say an album that is put out on YouTube with no like music videos or anything, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm sure you have Music videos correct. Correct. But you can have an album put out on YouTube. So now if I were to find an album and send it to you on YouTube, are you good with that? No, I'm not good with that at all. No. So I, what I would need to do is buy it and then show you proof that I bought it and then say, Hey, you should go buy this or you should look this up. Just tell me to check someone out. I'll do it. Trust me. I will, I will, I will do my due diligence. Trust me. I love music. I'm passionate about it. I want the artist to get my money, not these streaming services. So what you're saying is this is the one thing in life where convenience doesn't matter. I, yeah, man, but I'm a fossil. Apparently I'm pissed off at, do you know who Scooter Braun is? Why do I know that name? Justin Bieber. He was Justin Bieber's manager. And so he just, he just sold the rights to Taylor Swift's music. So six albums worth of music to some record label, some company for $350 million. I mean, this has been an ongoing court thing. Right. Yeah. Battle, I knew that. This battle between her and. Yeah. Uh, but he just sold it for $350 million. And then I read the the fine print. He stands to make over $400 million off of it with some back end stuff. I know. That's how we feel about Spotify in this house. You're right. Um, but he stands to make so much money. So this is just a lesson. Own the rights to your music. Own your music. Period. Don't let anyone else own it. You own the rights to it. So that can't happen to you. I don't feel bad for Taylor Swift. I feel bad, but I don't feel bad. Because she's also complaining about the wrong things, but we can get into that next time, I guess. Well, okay, so last last thing I ask about it, though, is that we, I think we've talked about this before, and doesn't owning the rights to your music and keeping it that way, can't that hinder your career or halt your career some by, I mean, can't, can't your career be furthered easier if you do sell the rights to a record label or something like that in a lot of instances? No. No. Why would you want to sell the rights to your music? No, I mean No. If you okay. have control of if you have control of your content, right? You stand to benefit the most. Right. So if there's a stream, if there's a sale, if there's this, if there's a publishing deal, if you own the rights to the music, no one else can touch the money you stand to make from that. So, so am I wrong? But what we talked about uh, a couple of months ago with that BTS band or whatever it is, like didn't wasn't didn't we talk about an article where they uh, were like all they, of them own the stock. rights? 
Oh, stock. Okay. No, they own stock into the company. Oh, That's okay. completely different. I gotcha. Okay. They still don't, okay. they probably still don't, they probably don't own the rights to their music. So their, their record label probably has creative control over them still, but they own stock in the company, but it doesn't mean they, it doesn't mean they're, they still, it does not mean they can control their own creative destiny. They might, they might own all the way, but I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. It just gotcha. means that they stand to make good money because the, you know, the record, the record label went public with their stock right, and their shareholders, but that's not the same as being owners of their content. Right. I gotcha. I know, dude. <laughs> all right well all right, i, I think well, he is pulling the plug on it for first today. podcast with the kiddo <laughs> he lasted a little bit <laughs> i know dude all right, <laughs> all right let's get out of here see ya <laughs> <laughs>